get the juices flowing, don't it? Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch. We have the lovely and talented cat, that C-A-T, rolling with the flow. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? Weekly fan of Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Uh, today we're going to do two international listeners. One is in Alm, Germany. Uh, it's a lovely little town in Germany. It has a lovely rat house. It has a replica of a 16th century atomic clock. Our other place is Hong Kong. Officially, Hong Kong is a special administrative region of People's Republic of China. The big uh, thing to go see there is the Tatan Buddha, which is the big Buddha. It's recognizable icon, and it's Ooh. weird. It's only been there since 1993, but it's a big Ooh. tourist attraction. Giving y'all a big cheer. Alcohol keeps this podcast afloat. I drink bourbon because my doctor says I shouldn't keep things bottled up. Yikes. So today I'm back on Manhattan's because it's got bourbon in it. Cat, what you got? I have a lovely limoncello martini. Wow, it seems it's repetitive. very nice for the summer season. Sounds sweet like mm. you, baby, limoncello. Thank you, doll. As you know by now, two old guys on the back porch stay out of politics. It just, it divides people, and it basically kills the party atmosphere here on the back porch. It's definitely divided our country. But today, this topic... We're going to go after dances right up to the line. We're going to dance right up to the line today. Is it, is it a cha-cha or a sachet uh, or a waltz? What do you feel like doing? I mean, I, 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 we just couldn't let, we couldn't let this one go. Okay. And basically because it involves alcohol. And that's Bud Light. The Bud Light controversy, you know, as most of you people would know who are not living under a rock, uh, Bud Light had a transgender person advertise, advertise their product, and then the bitching and moaning began. And it really wasn't an advertisement. It was just a post by the transgender person. Okay, so all the we-don't-like-transgender people said, okay, we're going to boycott Bo Bud Light. Okay, now here's the way it's going to go. Okay, I've been drinking beer since I was 15. That was actually the legal age back when I was 15. It was not. Now, that was 44 years ago, and I've tried, I don't know, probably 100 different beers over the last 44 years. And I've discovered some great beers, and I've wasted my money on beer that just wasn't for me. You know, so this boycott of Bud Light thing it's going to go nowhere, okay? If you're a Bud Light drinker, you know, you might be pretending to boycott it. You know, you just go with the flow with your idiot drinking buddies. But trust me, you're going to come back because that's what beer drinkers do. I know. I'm always trying new beers, and I always come back to Modelo, as I've said before. I started drinking Modelo, me and my Amigo buddies, years and years ago before anybody even knew what the hell Modelo was. 
So the Bud Light Boycott Boy, he's going to have a few Miller Lights, uh, maybe a few Coors Lights. And, and both of those are basically just water in a can anyway. So they're going to go, damn, I, I sure miss my Bud Light. It's going to happen if you're a Bud Light drinker, you're a Bud Light drinker for life. You, you don't have a freaking choice, okay? You're going to see the Bud Light boycott loser very soon sneaking around the grocery stores, looking over his shoulder. He's going to have his Corona mask on. Is Billy Bob seeing me? He's, he's, he's worried. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, the Bud Light boycotter, he's addicted to the brand. And now he's going to get him a 12-pack, and he's going to go out behind the shed and hope his neighbor doesn't come by and catch him with a Bud Light in his hand. Now, does this sound childish? I mean, really. I mean, because it is. I mean, this boycott bullshit going on everywhere in this country, it's flat-out ignorant. I mean, the, boy, the Bud Light thing, you know, dragged my Modelo into the fight, right? They I mean, really I, do own your Modelo, I didn't way. know it. But Bud Light is actually, well, it was, the number one beer on the market. So when Bud Light ended up on the evil beer list, Modelo ended up as the number one beer sold. So that got the people for transgender people, got them screaming, you're not boycotting anything because Bud Light and Modelo Modelo are owned by the same company, which is partially true. Okay. There's a company called Inbrew who bought bought some of uh, Anheuser-Busch like 10 years ago. Now, I'm sorry, it's InBev. InBev. InBev, they own... They own... Shit all around the world. They own Modelo all around the world, but not in the U.S. Okay. Now, there's a company called Constellation Brands, which here in the States, that own Modelo, Corona, Pacifico, which I'm a fan of all three. And they sell wines and bourbons and all kinds of stuff. But the bottom line is, who gives a shit? Okay. Who, who owns what? Who owns who? You put in a hard day's work. You come in from cutting the grass. You just came in off the lake. You just want a beer. Okay? Is all this going through your head? Okay? Uh, notice how regular Budweiser did not enter the discussion. Okay? Because if you buy and drink regular Bud, isn't that going against the boycott? I mean, and notice how... And plus, when, isn't it going against your taste buds? Well, exactly. Now, notice when Bud Light allegedly fell from the number one spot, regular Bud did not take over the number one spot. And do you know why? Well, you'd know why if you ever you tried to drink it. one. That red and white can has been around since 1950. And it's one of the most disgusting mixes of grains, hops, and yeast ever assembled. If someone handed me a Budweiser, I would say thank you and open it up and then pour it on the ground. I mean, I don't see the boycott working. You know, if the transgender haters 
are still buying the nastiest beer on the planet. I don't get it. Okay, I'm going to talk for a minute. The problem is that Budweiser and Hanserbusch did this, and they were trying to get young people to try and jump on, you know, forward-thinking, woke culture. But those kids are not drinking Bud Light. Example is our daughter. She drinks IPAs, IPAs, anything new, anything, you know, interesting, small brewery. Well, the other that's interesting you bring that up because, see, young people, they don't want to drink 13 beers in one sitting, which you have to do with Miller Lite and all these other mid-strength American beers, which are all water. These craft brews, or what do they call them? It was micro brews. I don't know what they call it now. These things will put you on your ass. I started drinking them a couple years ago. If you make the switch, it costs you big time in the wallet. These six packs, when I paid $10 for a six pack of beer, I was like, they've lost their mind. I'm up to 12 now. Oh, yeah. It's easily 12. 12 But I'm telling you, you drink four or five of these son of a bitches, and there's a buzz coming on. Right. So they're not drinking mass quantities. They, they don't have the big 24-pack no. there on the conveyor belt. Right. So the audience they were looking for ain't, ain't there. That's ain't right. there. But anyway, the boycott thing, it's really gotten out of hand. You know, people are coming after Target. Oh, God. Cracker Barrel, Coles. It's all quite ridiculous. I mean... One is selling a shirt that's got a rainbow on it. Now, the rainbow's a devil. One of them's selling a Juneteenth flag. So you're not going to go in there. Look, you're just chasing your own tail. There's products in your house right now. Go put your hand on anything. I don't give a damn. Chiquita Bananas is sitting over there in the bowl. Uh, Colgate toothpaste. Nabisco cookies. I don't care what it is. Go put your hand on it, then hit your uh, little lapper, pull it up, and do a deep dive on any of these companies, and you can find something that they did that you don't agree with. Okay. The term boycott was coined when Irish tenants followed Purnell's suggestion the code of conduct and effectively ostracized the British estate agent, William so Charles Cunning boycott. The boycott was mostly frequently for labor organizations and tactic to win Improved wages, working conditions for management. Yeah. Now it's boycotting everything. I don't know. Uh, You know, boycott all you want. You're not going to win and you're not going to stick to it anyway. Okay. I mean, newsflash. Okay. I know I'm getting a little preachy now. I'm going to preach. All right. (laughs) This country. Okay. Believe it or not, not this country, the whole world. Okay. Is racist. Okay. Whites don't like blacks, blacks don't like whites, straights don't like gays, gays don't like straight people. It's not going to change, okay? So get well, over I it. I think it is changing. Well, you're not letting and me people finish. people are not, I'm oh, sorry. But like I said, just get over it. Okay. But, that, but what does need to change is all the fucking hate. That, okay. that's, that's the problem is the hate. I mean, what I don't get about the Bud Light thing is, why do people become offended by a transgender person advertising or not Bud Light? 
Okay, the transgender person, they didn't spit in it. They didn't touch it before you bought it. So if you don't like it, then stay the hell away from it. Don't look at it. I've yet to see a drag show in this backyard in the 20 years we lived here. If I you can don't order agree, one if you want. Do it. If, you don't, if, if there's something you don't like, then stay the hell away from it. The, uh, here's a perfect example. The L.A. Dodgers invited a group who dress in drag to a Dodgers game to give them an award for helping people with AIDS. And a whole pile of nut jobs showed up to protest the Dodgers for being nice to dudes who like to dress up like women and help sick people. I mean, it's freaking absurd, okay? It was some Catholic group and some conservative group that showed up to show their ass and show that, they, that hate is the answer. I don't get it. Okay. Okay. Can I talk? Okay. There's a great documentary I watched the other night. It's called Mama Bears. It's about these women who are confronting the reality that they have gay and transgender children within their families. And, of course, a mother's love is like no other love. And these women are dealing with, you know, their backgrounds and religious backgrounds and evangelicals and just trying to confront the fact that they do have a child that is and finally they turn it around and figure they need to be their best champion you know you've just got to see sometimes the other side of the coin well that's a good point because believe it or not if you want to see it it's on pbs on independent lens independent lens pbs passport or prime believe it or not there are people in this country that actually get along with one another and they don't have the same set of beliefs. Believe it or not, their neighbors in this country, one has a Biden flag, one has a Trumpy flag, and they actually get along and don't hate each other. They get up in the morning. These are neighbors in this country. They get up, they walk outside. One neighbor says to the other, hey, man, I got a fresh pot of cop- coffee. You want a cup? The other neighbor goes, you know me, one cream, two sugars. It happens. It happens. That afternoon, they go out in the backyard, ice down a 12-pack of, I don't know, Bud Light, put in a mixtape of, uh, let's say, Kid Rock and Big and Rich, and they play horseshoes. It happens. We can get along. It did happen before, and it can happen again. Peace out, baby. All right, let's roll right into one tough, awesome lady. Ooh, this is a good one. It's Florence Nightingale. We haven't done her? Nope. Born in 1820 from where? Florence, Italy. Florence made a name for herself while serving as a trainer of nurses during the, let me pronounce it correctly, Crimean War. Oh, my God. He said it right. Killed it! (laughs) Which was another war where the Russians got their ass kicked. Okay. Russia, Russia, go away. You really don't matter. How pathetic. Wounded soldiers in Constantinople. Yes. Florence Nightingale organized care for soldiers. She reduced the death rates, improved hygiene, uh, was a statistician. 
You know, right. she came up with like pie charts and all this graphs and stuff to try to help the patients. Awesome. If you lady. ever did a course in statistics in college, oh my God, what a brain she, Wow. Phrase. She was a writer, spread the word of medical knowledge. This she, is back in the day. Of, she loved language, loved travel. Awesome lady. Known as the lady of the lamp. Okay. Because she would go around in the middle of the night and check on her patients to make sure they were okay. Isn't that weird? Because if you've been to the hospital... And nobody wants to go there. They will come around and wake you up at 2 o'clock and take your temperature and do a lot of... Yes, I had that happen. Well, we can thank Florence for that. Oh, my gosh. All right. I mean, she basically created the position of nurse and made it important, right? Right. Um, Just an awesome lady. She made it a profession. Lived to the ripe old age of 90. That's how awesome she was. And nurses today still take the Nightingale Pledge. And the Florence Nightingale Medal is the highest international distinction a nurse can achieve. And that makes Florence Nightingale one tough, awesome lady. All right, Kat, what are we watching? I think we're watching the U.S. Open. Okay, this was a golf event for you non-sporties. Happened a couple weeks ago. The U.S. Open was all the tither about mid-June in Los Angeles, California. California. Now, one of our faves, Ricky Fowler. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky came out firing. Okay. He was on all cylinders. At this shitty course that cost 250 gur to be a member of. Let's see, we had smog, had these big-ass bugs flying around, a lot of asshole L.A. hecklers yelling. Not a fan-friendly course, right? It's not a lot of area because, I mean, that course was from 1897, right? And the, the, everything and built all around it. Well, it was jammed in between uh, Martin Scorsese's house and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And, and like I said, Playboy Mansion. There was nowhere for the fans to stand. No. And actually watch the tournament. And what was up with the airplane or a helico- helicopter noise? I'm sure somewhat it was just rich <laughs> billionaire. Oh, hey, let's check the heli out and watch the. The open from the air. Well, you know, the powers that be of golf, they want to play everything in the big markets, right? right. New York and L.A., but this one went way, way tits up. I mean, Probably one of the worst U.S. Opens in history. Like, I think no that their next time there's like in the 2030s, people are already saying, do not go back here. Yeah, the, the sad thing is the guy who won, Wyndham Clark, he was like 163rd in the world. Won the thing, which was a good thing. But uh, don't look for any more major golf tournaments to be played at the uh, shithole known as uh, whatever it was called. L.A. What was it called? The Los Angeles Angeles Country Club. Country Club. Wow. Great. All right. Let's get on to the important part. It's called Shot of the Day. Shot of the Week. Alcohol is bad. See, that's why it's bad. (laughs) All right, we're going to do the Washington apple shot, which basically is the same thing as a Washington apple cocktail, right, babe? Steve is not a fruit guy or vegetable or anything from the earth. 
Don't like the taste of apple. All He's right, not it's an just apple a, guy. all right. We're gonna do the shooter part of the Washington apple apple shot. All right, Kat, did you put this in a shaker filled with ice? Yes, I did. All I right, we have. Okay, the exact origin of the cocktail is unknown, but seems to be the United States, specifically Washington State. Hey, Seattle. Go Kraken. All right, here we go. A shot of Canadian whiskey, which I'm a big fan of Canadian mist. Or did we do Crown Royal? Yes. All right, we have the crown in the house. Matter of fact, we did the apple crown royal to double up up the apple. And there's a sour apple schnapps? Yes. Wow, see, that's double apple. I'm out already. And then a shot of cranberry juice. We always have that here. It's part of the cosmos. It cuts down on, not going to say. UTIs. That's right. (laughs) And then, okay, so you got your cranberry, your schnapps, and your crown royal. This is the perfect cocktail or shooter for a Halloween party, Thanksgiving feast, or fall gathering of family and friends. Take your Crown Royal, your apple schnapps, and your cranberry juice, put it in a shaker filled with ice, shake the shit out of it, pour it in a shot glass. Did you top it with club soda? Uh, didn't Just have a hint. Just a hint. And bam, you have the Washington Apple shot. Cats made us one. It looks pretty cool. I like the little ready kind of tent. Auburn, let's do it. It's it's too sweet. Damn. I ain't got no problem with that. Yeah. It's appley. All right, give it a shot. Thank you, Cat. I'm giving hints of candy apple. It is. The aftertaste kind of hangs around. Yeah. All right, today, you young punks, listen up. Oh, my God. Bumpered in with April wine, formed in 1969. I was five years old. From Waverly, Canada. Okay. Everybody knows Sign of a Gypsy Queen, right? Sign of a Gypsy Queen. You don't know that song? Come on, people. Get with it. I didn't know, but that song is actually a cover song. Originally done by Lawrence Hood. Didn't know. Here's my April wine story. Okay, Uh back in my day. Back in my day. We would have pool parties. Now, we weren't rich enough to be members of any pools, but I had friends who were members of the pool. So, you know, you could pay $5 and get in. So, there was this local group there playing beside the pool. They were called Century, you know, doing all the rock covers of the day. And then. They played this song called Roller. And me and my dudes are sitting there, and we're like, what the? I mean, there was teenagers beside a pool playing this song called Roller, and the drummer is up there just getting the fuck off. Now, we asked one dude in the band, we go, was that an original song? And he said, nah, man, that's an April Wine song. Roller was the song. And so... Side note, the drummer of that local band, again, we're all teenagers. Name of this dude was Mike Foster. Oh, my God. Who went on, Not a f- who went on to be the drummer of a band called Firehouse. Firehouse. He toured the world and had videos on MTV. And really nice, slow, you know, love They ballads. had nice hair, too. And Mike <laughs> Foster... From my side of town, 
nothing but a kick-ass drummer. Big props. All right. Again, April Wine, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You know, they opened up for everybody. Ike and Tina Turner. Rest in peace, Tina, baby. Uh, they opened up for Bad Fingers, Stevie Wonder, Rush, Boston. Squeeze. We love Squeeze here. We're going to see him not too long ago. We're going to see him. We'll tell you all about it. Always much love for April Wine okay. in Canada. Inducted- they are touring and uh, still in the at the Miramaki uh, Rock and Roll Festival, July 29th, there in New Brunswick. They have a lot of good songs. Inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2010. A. Check out April Wine, wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. And we will see you all down the road. See ya. Check this song out. Oh, baby. 